0: Now, hey now, you're listening to a brand new You Need a Hara podcast. Nicholas? All new, all new. That's right. Dude, I gotta say, my uh now that I've got Halloween two and three in front of me, it just feels right. I guess it's numerically they're closer together, but whatever it is, I love it. I love my uh I love my I got, Halloween two pumpkin.
1: I got my two of my
0: three posters on the way. I, I like that too. You got it's kind of like a mix between that kind of like Australian look, but it's yep. shaped like an American poster. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for it. Yes, sir. Yeah, we are. We're here to talk. What are we here to talk about today, Christian?
0: Uh, sex and death. Yeah, nice. No. Um, so we were at the time of this, we were supposed to be doing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 retrospective, part 2 retrospective, not the movie, the actual timeline stuff that. The second Pizile one, but he's having problems with his internet. So we're professionals. We're rescheduling, and we're doing a show that. You no, know, Nick, when you did your poll, wasn't this the number two? Requested yes,
1: Uh actually by only <laughs> funny. After we did the episode, more votes kept coming in, even after it was long gone, and it actually surpassed Child's Play by one percent. Well, what does that tell you? We're doing the right thing, then. Yep. Uh, Nick, what's been going on? How's everything been going? you know things are going things are going pretty well you know can't complain i'm i'm you know above above the ground uh uh you know uh a lot of crazy shit going on in the world right now that's for sure but uh you know i'm saying in I'm there not. ukraine man hang in yeah. there for god's sakes yeah. man y'all it sounds like they're hanging in there too they're really giving it to them so they're fighting their uh, asses off man yep, good for them but uh <clears throat> yeah i mean all things considered i'm doing pretty well man how 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 are things over in uh chh land uh they're okay i've got
0: ac problems again um but you know it is what it is i learned not to give a shit anymore it just it's life. life sucks and then you die you know the expression so yeah. uh, luckily the weather's great so i don't need my ac right now but i think i might be lucky i've got a guy that i work with that he said, "Look, dude, I'm not going to screw you over or anything like that because I got I got hosed really bad last time, and uh, I'll never call." It. It's so funny. I was talking to, about my, to my dad about this. My dad, it's like he has he has recommended me two people for stuff, and both times I use these people for various things they they completely hose me and they were completely unprofessional and it's like i can't what am i going to do be mad at my dad but like i joke with him like hmm. dad like you have the worst recommendations ever he used this ac guy and he's like he did me right christian but i i explained to the guy that i work with who's a licensed ac guy and does all this stuff and i explained to him what the what these guys did when they came out there to fix my ac and he's like dude that is this what they did was so scummy i don't need to get into the details because it's boring but basically they did not fix anything they just charged me to to pump free on in my system and except they didn't check for a leak nothing like that anyway they they screwed me i was telling the guy at work that and he's rolling his eyes like oh christian man they hosed you so freaking bad and they didn't even fix anything so i'm it's funny i was telling my dad i was like <laughs> dad i talked to my guy at work and he says those guys like were are completely like they were just so they crooks. They were horrible what they did to me. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bubba. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, boring no more shit. advice. Yeah. Well, it's like funny. That's my dad. You know, it's like my dad has given me the greatest advice. He's taught me everything I know, but like he has the worst recommendations with cars and air condition ever. The worst. I mean, he it's like he recommends Satan basically to fix my hey. Some
1: people stuff. might be down for that though. So, you know. That's
0: That's soul your soul. Yeah. Um What else was I going to say? I am excited to talk about physical media, man, because obviously I have a bunch of it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, But hey, this is cool, Nick. This episode of the You Need a Horror podcast is sponsored by the Battle Cat Zone. The Battle Cat Zone is a store on Amazon, and he sells, check this out, these, everybody loves Funko Pops, right? Funko Pops is something everybody has. Even if you're not a Funko Pop person, You've been there, Nick, whether you love them. I'm sure you've got a Michael Myers Funko Pop where you saw it and you said, I'm not a Funko Pop guy, but I've got to have that. Well, the good people at Battle Cat Zone sent us this bloody case Funko for the Funko Pops. And here's here's what it looks like. Here's the Leatherface, which was sent to us, obviously, for the Leatherface episodes, even though it's not in that episode. It's still it was for that episode. But here we are. These are the Battle Cat Zone blood cases you can put your funko pops in and they keep your funko pops nice and neat and the boxes stay in nice good shape and uh they look really cool and you can also on the back of this you can actually take the case out and just display the figure in there uh and here's mm-hmm. a little bit about the battle cat zone they're perfect for horror pops put your horror themed uh put your horror themed Figure in this case that will match its frightening vibe. Our display cases for figures flaunts a reversible ble- bloody plastic design, lasting protection. Our figurine display cases compatible with the four-inch Funko pops are made of 0.5 millimeter thick PET to keep air or moisture out to protect vinyl figurines from dust or fingerprints. No nicks or scratches. Each one in our six-pack collector case for figures is individually wrapped with an easy peel film that offers scratch protection so it always looks smooth and brand new. It stays upright. This plastic toy case features a stable base with a two-puckle design that won't wobble. It also comes with an automatic lock to ensure that your entire figurine is well-protected and it is 100% safe to use, and it's also eco-conscious, made from materials that can be recycled. So thank you, Battle Cat Zone, for sponsoring the show with these really cool... I mean, look at that, Nick. How cool Yeah.
1: No. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That is, that is quite gnarly.
0: And I'm going to take some of these. I'm going to send these to you. That way you can put your Michael Myers in a beautiful bloody case. Uh, So if you want to order these guys, go to the video description or check the pinned comment. We will have a link to battle cat zones, Amazon listings for these. So thank you, battle cat zone. We appreciate you sponsoring the show. Thank you. Thank you. So, Physical media, Nick. Are we talking Uh, like, we're talking wish lists? We're going to talk about our favorites, releases that we have in our collection?
1: Yeah, so let's structure it this way, Christian. So I'm looking right now at my list, just a few things. I've got five titles that I want to see a Blu-ray or 4K of that haven't gotten one yet. I've got three box sets that I want to see this year. And then I've pulled five of my favorite physical media releases that I own in my collection. So however you want to structure it of just individual releases, box sets, and then favorites, What, however you want to do it. Okay. Well, let's start here. Let's start here,
0: man. Like when did you start being, I guess, a, a conscious physical
1: media person? May 2007. Uh, I believe it was May. It was when the hype for Rob Zombie's Halloween was at a fever pitch and um, anchor bay released the divamax halloween dvd with the lenticular cover slip case that i still own to this day and uh i was excited for rob zombie's halloween and i saw that at the at walmart for 10 bucks and i picked it up and from that moment forward was when it began now obviously the physical media well it's kind of weird because when i was a kid i did like to have a bunch of vhs's and stuff like i, I don't know Uh, I, so I guess I've always kind of liked physical media, but 07 was really when it clicked for me. And it started with the Halloween movies, obviously, you know, as soon as I got that first one, I was, all right, I need to track down every single one. And, um, then it just branched into horror and just movies in general. Uh, I own a lot in my uh, collection that aren't horror related, but I know a lot of people really just want to hear about the horror. So I mainly just show the horror, but I've got a lot that aren't horror, um, But, uh, yeah, that's that's when I would say it was it was 2007 and I was one of those guys. I wasn't ordering things online yet because I was still a kid. So in order to the completest I am, I had to have the you know, I had to have Halloween Resurrection on DVD. I had to have it because, you know, I had to have all the Halloween movies. So and I couldn't find it anywhere to buy Um, Blockbuster had it when Blockbuster was still a thing in 08 and I said, I want to rent it. I had never had intentions of taking that thing back. So I rented it and never took it back. So the DV, the first DVD, actually the only DVD of resurrection I own is still that Blockbuster DVD. So, but yeah, 07, 07 for me. What is it about physical media to you?
0: Like what, what is it that you love? Is it, and, and be honest, do you think that there's a part compulsion nowadays To continue buying movies when you've done it Do you like the Aesthetic of it like tell me Like what is it in a nutshell But or can you not really put it in a nutshell No
1: no I can it's a little Bit of everything that you're mentioning I mean part of it I'm somebody that like I actually Diagnosed OCD So I'm very obsessive compulsive over certain Things and uh, like one of them Is hand sanitizer Like I'm kind of like a germaphobe And this was before COVID I've always been kind of like a Borderline germaphobe Another one is having to have movies. It it doesn't matter if I can ever watch the edition, if it's region locked, if it's beat to shit, it doesn't matter. I have to have it. Like part of me is just like, I have to have this when I see it. So it's, it's a mixture of all that. And it's the aesthetic. I mean, there's nothing better to me. Although when you really think about it and you look at your shelves and you're like, God damn, how much money I have poured into these, but It's worth it because it makes you really happy when you see those shelves just full of movies. And then you can pick some gems out that are just like the art is amazing. But when I was younger, it was about the bonus features. That was what got me with physical media. I wanted the audio commentaries. I wanted the the behind-the-scenes featurettes. I was big into that. I, I still am, but I think that's where it really started. So the answer to your question is it's a little bit of everything. I would attribute it to all four of those things, really
0: yeah one way I kind of i I try to make sense of the way to explain this in my head is for for the average person, it's like if you if you go online or if you stream a movie that you really like and you like it for the average person, it's like that's good enough. It's like I watched this movie and i and I liked it right? There's something about being a physical media collector. It's like when you watch a movie that you like online, for instance, The Ritual on Netflix was a really cool, really cool Blair Witch-esque type movie. Yep. Once I saw the movie and I enjoyed it, my it's like almost like my way of showing my appreciation for the film is like having to own it. It's like my way of saying, like, good job or, it, it, you know what I mean? Like, there's something, it's, it's like if I see a movie I like, I have to go out and buy it.
1: Yes. You're validating the fact that this was good. You deserve to have a place on my shelf, basically saying, I will watch you again. I will, like you, I will watch this movie again, but also one thing people don't take into account enough sometimes is the second life that a movie can have in physical media. We've seen movies get sequels that did not do well at the box office, but did really well with home video sales. They'll get a sequel because of how much money the physical media, uh, generated the the biggest example i can think of that is house of a thousand corpses because universal had shelved that movie for god knows how long they never were going to put it out lionsgate says screw it we'll put it out almost no fanfare no promotion it barely does anything at the box office it comes out on dvd and rob zombie fans buy the shit out of it and it gets this cult following and lionsgate comes to him and goes well you got to make another one now so we got devil's rejects because of that. So again, it's it, the box office isn't everything. You know, if you want to support a movie and you weren't able to make it to the theater or you just didn't know at the time that you wanted to see it and you go ahead and watch it, you're like, damn, that was good. Show your support by buying that thing. So that's, that's a big component of it. That I'm so glad you
0: brought that up because mm-hmm. there, there, are, there are some beautiful examples of the power of physical media, especially back in the day. Um, well, obviously you would say Trick or Treat is the same way, right? Yeah. Trick or Treat oh, yeah. is the biggest groundswelling cult movie in the last, I don't know, twenty years, so to speak. How powerful that movie was on physical.
1: Yeah, and it was enough to get Lionsgate to our legendary to announce a sequel. And the only reason the sequel hasn't been made yet is because the director, Michael Dordery, has done has been doing off doing bigger things. Krampus, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, like but Legendaries made it very clear we want a sequel. Like we want a sequel to Trick or Treat because of the the whole media life that that movie had. It just it was insane.
0: Yeah, you know what's crazy? I I was listening to Howard Stern about you know a month or so ago, and I was watching looking up interviews from like the 2000s. Eli Roth, who I love, we poke region on region free. We poke fun of Eli Roth and we say, "Oh, the master of horror, Eli Roth." And I have fun with that, too. The truth is, I fucking love Eli Roth. I think he's awesome. I think he's made some awesome movies. I really do. Oh, he has. He talked about Cabin Fever on Howard Stern. And how this was right after Hostel came out. And Hostel was this big thing, right? Quentin Tarantino presents Hostel. Like, Eli was, like, coming up. Eli said that when Cabin Fever came out, on like dvd and all that like the reviews were so horrible and people were saying this is the biggest piece of crap i've ever seen which i like cabin fever it's very 2000 silly you know fun and and eli was like talking about it he was stone-faced he's like yeah the reviews were pretty bad a lot of people are saying i was you know it was like mind you this was like the 2000s and stuff but like howard was like yeah i read that like somebody said you were like a retard that's how bad that movie was and shit like that Eli goes well the movie made 47 million on DVD sales <laughs> 47 million dollars on DVD sales I I couldn't believe it the sequel Pretty did insane. a lot he talked about Cabin Fever 2 doing and then he was talking about Hostel mate Hostel was sh- shot for a, it was a it was a very minor budget film but Hostel made millions and millions of dollars. Eli Roth has made some of the most profitable low budget movies I've ever heard of. Uh So that's an example too of, a, of the power of physical media and just getting it out to the the real audience. Cause I don't know who the hell was watching cabin fever when it initially came out, but obviously it was a bunch of jackasses who were expecting, I don't know, fucking Shawshank redemption or something. You know what I mean? Like, God yeah. damn. No, I know. Yeah. Yep. Another example, this is the craziest example of a movie that tanked at the box office but did money on physical media and rentals, and it's still it's a franchise that is still going today. Do you want to take a guess at what this is? I was blown away by this. I had no idea it was a flop at the box office. It's, it's from the early, early 90s. Leprechaun. Actually, I think Leprechaun did okay at the box office. Certainly soared in VHS sales, but it's a big franchise. It started out as a very big franchise, tanked at the box office, killed it on rentals, still making movies today.
1: God, part of me wants to say Puppet Master. No. Think bigger.
0: Think more. Think more. I'll give you one more guess because I had no idea this was a flop. It's, it has a big movie star in it.
1: Mm. When was the first film? When did it come Ni-
0: 1990. out? 1990. Oh, God. I don't know. I, I don't know. <sighs> tremors.
1: Holy shit.
0: I was reading an wow. interview with Kevin Bacon, and he talked about Tremors uh, still going on. I mean, they're still making movies, and he said it's really crazy because that movie tanked. It made $3 million more, 3 or $4 million more than what it cost to make. And then it came out on home video, and nobody could keep it on the shelf.
1: Hmm.
0: I mean, nobody keep it on the shelf. And then they just kept pumping them out because it was like printing money. It's crazy. I never... Yeah,
1: I wouldn't have thought about that.
0: Maniac Cop is another example of uh, physical media sales just booming. Uh, the Critters movies, same thing. Critters did okay at the box office part two tanked actually i think critters one did good at the box office part two did not do good it's like it's i love critters two, but i think mick garris talked about it saying you know it's a good movie but when like it critters was one of those movies that it was just like absolutely nobody asked for a sequel kind of thing it's like yeah. they made a sequel to a movie just because a movie makes money doesn't necessarily mean like it needs to have a sequel i guess but the, the irony is like they made 4 critters now but Critters 2 did so good on physical media sales and rentals they pumped out two more. Actually there's another one that came out it was horrible Critters Attack but the power of physical media especially back then was remarkable. just
1: absolutely remarkable. Yeah so I mean guys if you you want to help Christian in his plight go out buy every edition of Hobgoblins 2 that you can find so we can get a sequel.
0: There is a well I think there is a Hobgoblins 2
1: but it's, yeah, it never... Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Go out and buy it so we can get. Oh, out okay. Goblins Three, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I remember you did a stream once where people would not shut the hell up about hobgoblins just to piss you off. Well, They're you like, realize what's talk... going to happen now that you're bringing it up. Yep, it's. Gonna... <laughs> They're like talk
0: about hobgoblins. Talk about yeah. hobgoblins. All right, Nick. So let's talk about uh, our favorite releases we own. Gotta be hot First probably. off, what kind of shirt are you wearing? What the hell? What the hell kind of shirt? This is like grass. Uh,
1: no, it is a Monet painting, but it's Michael oh my Myers. God. Here we go again. Here yeah. we go again. Where do you get this shit? This was at Fye. That's cool. It's a, it's a Monet. It's got Michael on the bridge, and then there's a hand coming up out of the water with a bloody trail. Uh, there's two of them. There's another one. I also, I also own it. I bought both of them there it's uh the you know that old painting the scream painting where the face is like and it's all like starry you know, night yeah yeah it's it's that but it's michael myers standing there with a head in his hand um and i bought i bought both of them because my wife was like you're, you're not you have to get them and i'm like yeah i know i do <laughs> so have I you did. seen have you seen the michael myers shirt
0: that's i got it at fye it's cool it's like a it's like a Asian type yes.
1: samurai Michael. I almost spot it. I love no, that one. Like, I, I don't know. Cause I don't know. I wanted they had a Sam shirt too. I was gonna I was gonna get four shirts because they were buy one, get one half off. But the Sam shirt was sold out and I couldn't settle on a fourth idea. So I was like, I'll just get two. Cause there's no point in buying three shirts if you're not just gonna get a fourth one. So yeah, I mean, but yeah. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this. What is your favorite? format
0: is it is it vhs is it dvd is it blu-ray
1: 4k what is your favorite personally yeah it's it i don't think anything will ever top vhs for me um whether it's the nostalgia whether it's the fact that these older movies look old on vhs which is just something that transports me back to my childhood it's the same way that my favorite medium for music is vinyl uh seeing something in its purest form i guess i don't know you know if you're talking about presentation wise it's got to be 4k i mean movies just look pristine in 4k but personally i'm a sucker for for vhs do you have any left do you have any in your collection still yeah 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 i have all the halloween well the first eight halloween movies because those are the only ones that got official vhs releases um i have a smattering of things i have like goodfellas the godfather the goonies um yeah i've got i've got it i've got a handful
0: yeah
1: i I do too i've got a i've got a pretty
0: little nice little stack of them but uh i think blu-ray is my favorite and then it's it's either blu-ray or laserdisc but i i love blu-ray to me blu-ray is like it's good enough most of the time and um I don't know. That's just what I buy the most of, and it's like, it's. A, it, I always feel secure when I at least when I own the movie on Blu-ray of whatever it is. I'm secure with that. I don't feel the need. It's funny with the 4K thing. Are I, I, I assume you're like me, regardless of whether the picture quality is substantially better or not. I just kind of buy a 4K when I'm when I get that compulsion to want to do it, it's not every movie like American werewolf in London came out on 4k. I have a Blu-ray. That's a 4k it's from a 4k scan or whatever. And I was just like, you know what? That's good enough. I like still, I, buy,
1: I still buy DVDs, man. If it's a cool edition of a DVD, I'll buy it. Like I sent you the picture of everything I got at FYE the other day. And I had three DVDs in there. Cause they were just cool additions that I was like, I'm not going to pass this up. Plus they're cheap. And that's more for the collecting purposes. I'm not really going to watch that DVD, but if it's a cool edition that I haven't seen in a while or I don't own, I'm like, yeah, screw it. It's a little, I don't know, a little redheaded stepchild uh, to put on the shelf. You know, it's, I, I enjoy it. Right. But yeah, I agree with you with Blu-ray. Blu-ray is what I buy most of. I don't go out of my way to buy a 4K unless there is something vastly superior about the 4K edition like the Halloween 4Ks where they had new features and, you know, obviously the scans and whatnot. There was new material, and so it was a reason for me to buy them. But if it's just the exact same copy-paste release, I'm probably going Blu-ray. I like how
0: Nick... I like how Nick and everybody listening is going, I just love how Nick was saying... There was a reason for me to buy those Hall- Halloween releases. Always
1: always <laughs> a reason.
0: Well, my, no, my, well, my point is, you were going to buy those motherfuckers
1: regardless. I was, yes. Um, and Wait, as might, was I, as was I. You might see one of them on uh, one of my favorites that I own. How about
0: this? I'm going to start this. One of my favorite physical media releases I own. And... It's kind of nostalgic, but not really. I just love this release. It's a DVD. It's my Halloween twenty-five anniversary Divamax DVD. Love that thing,
1: I love that thing.
0: This one has that cut above the rest, where uh, D. Snyder does the uh, D. Snyder's doing like the narration and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big Twisted Sister guy. I just love this one. Like this is like. This has the best vintage vibes to a release ever. I uh, I put it on top. It's like a I have it on top of the. It's like you know, the Great Wall up there on top of the shelves. Like this is displayed like this, so you can see it. I bought it at a FYE used for like fifteen bucks. And this was w- well after it was out of print. This was like three or four years ago, twenty eighteen or so is when I got it. Which it mean this is from what twenty two thousand three. It says, mm-hmm. yep. I love to death this release. It's got the most,
1: it's just the most vintage vibe release ever. Is that in your stack? Yeah, it's not in my stack, but I do own it. I do own it. Um, One thing you're going to notice a theme in, in, I only grabbed five because I was trying to be quick, but uh, a lot of, most of them are Halloween releases because I have gone out of my way to buy some really obscure. Halloween releases because I'm a Halloween fan. Oh, but I'm
0: excited about this because you got a lot of I don't have too many foreign you got some foreign releases.
1: I I do UK, German, yeah. Um, but the first one, one of my favorite editions of any movie I own is uh the Mondo Pet Cemetery Steelbook. Uh I just think that this this steel book is uh, first of all, not only is the artwork just freaking gorgeous on the inside and on the outside, but you know, you got the poster. And I just, I don't know what it is, but, like, it's so cheesy. Like, you've...
0: The blue is great. You know that that came out as a
1: record, and that's the same artwork. I have the Mm -hmm. record. I have the record, and it's uh, awesome. And I just, I I love, you know, I love when steelbooks do this, when you open it and it's all one image from front to back. I think that that's really cool. So this is one of my favorite physical media items that I own, for sure. Hmm. Pet
0: Cemetery, man. Yep. That's one
1: of the best. Uh-huh. What's another this? one you got?
0: So this is one of my favorite box sets ever. Uh, my Phantasm well go oh, USA yes. box set. So this thing, Nick, goes for a pretty penny. They've re-released it and they've put it out with a better scan for part two and made it uncut. But still, when I go on eBay, this one is still so expensive because they they did it right. And they never replicated this like this again. I mean, funny story
1: about that, Christian. How much is that going for online? Hundreds, hundreds. I, I saw it at Fye the other day when I was there for one thirty nine ninety nine.
0: That's that's what they had. That's a markup big time because I bought it. You can go watch my vlog of when it came out and when I went to Fye and bought it. Uh, that's that's a markup. So they're still, they're marking that sucker up too. Oh yeah, they're they're, they're letting the market dictate that for sure. <laughs> but look at that. I mean, all original art, individual cases, one through five. Look at the artwork for 3. I love Phantasm 3's artwork. Yeah. Phantasm 2 is my, is uh, where is it at? Phantasm 2 is my favorite, and then great. But like, they did this box set right. Welgo killed it. And then they re-released it in like some white box with with a little plastic sphere. But they upgraded too, which is great. But I just remember saying, this one's still the best looking one that they did. I think they just killed it and it sold out like a son of a bitch, man. And uh I don't know. It's just one of my favorites. I love we need to do a Phantasm show soon because I love Phantasm so much. The first three are so freaking good. Four is a lot of reused footage, but it's still kind of cool. Five is bad to me, yeah, but yeah. the first three are great. And part two is one of the best examples of getting a little bit more money, but getting all of it on screen. Such yeah. a fan of Phantasm two, But this is a... Man, I'll never get rid of this. I freaking love this. It. it was one of the best days of my life. Me and Sydney just had a great day when we went to Fye, and I found that. I was just so happy. But that's one of my favorites.
1: Yeah, one of the my favorite thing that I own in my collection is the Halloween 15 disc set that's probably the the Holy Grail in my collection I also love my you know Halloween 2 and Halloween three snapper cases uh, you know stuff like that It's just good so times simple. yeah they're so Nick, simple but can, can you them.
0: can you can you imagine I'm sorry can you imagine if all of a sudden good time says... Coming out soon, the 4K Ultra HD Halloween 2 and uh, 4K Ultra HD Halloween 3, and they use the same artwork.
1: I'm in. I'm in. I'm buying it, dude. I don't give a shit. I
0: can't wait for to hear. What's up, guys? Nick here at the Lost River Drive. And today we're looking at the Good Times 4K UHD <laughs> Halloween 2. The Does artwork, good times still exist. I, I want you to do I want you to do the classic.
1: The artwork
0: is fantastic. <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love I love getting excited about this shit. This is oh, dude. it's the the next one I want to show, but you know, because I was an, I was naming a few that like I didn't pull but I love this one I sought out years ago on Amazon.eu. Uh it's German. I freaking love this. It is the Rob Zombies Halloween 2 German Blu-ray. Um, um and it's got a this is a slip cover. And it's really sleek looking, and then when you open it it's um black blu-ray case this is like the, the case art Michael in the shack with the knife oh man uh, and then on the inside here it came with two postcards images from the movie. Hold up the uh, pumpkin one let me see the pumpkin one. put it put it close to the camera. oh my god,
0: look at that
1: yep, yep postcards that I will never use, but you know they're just you got them. Yeah, they're badass. Um, and then, obviously, the disc art is the uh, slipcover art of just Michael. But I, I thought that there was – because the U.S. seemed like they, with their releases of Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 it was just very bland, very basic. Let's just get it out there. Um, but this this was – I just love the art on it. And it's got special features that aren't on the American release. There is um, – what is it? It says uh, premiere footage. Um interview with Rob Zombie. I'm trying to read some of it in German. I can't read all of it, but I've had somebody translate it for me before. There's special features on here that aren't on any US edition. It's just fantastic. I, I love that freaking edition. There we go. All right, Nick.
0: I'm gonna double head this one right here. My creep shows. Oh. I just reviewed Creep Show because I love this movie. And we were actually watching me and Cindy were watching this today. And my Creepshow Two, which they're both these really nice. This is Arrow and Scream Factory, I love these so much. Uh, these are great. Uh, I don't know what to say about Creepshow One and Two. I love both of them, but these are really nice, and they're really they go, they go together really well. I don't know, man. This is like the they re released Creepshow Two with these collectors releases. Uh, Arrow does a really great job, and you always put that classic artwork on there. Uh, and the cool thing is, like, it comes with a comic book all about the making of the movie and stuff all right yeah and end up on the back is a picture of george and stephen king but uh that's that's really 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 cool so i love that but my creep yeah. shows are creep shows of the dude i love creep show so much and uh, you don't love part three do you no i remember i bought that everybody told me it was like it's bad it's bad and then I bought it and I just I just I don't think it's the worst thing I've ever seen but I'm not a big fan at all quite frankly yeah. I am a massive fan so the story goes in case you don't know Nick cuz I don't know if you know if you do excuse me or if anybody in this also for the audience so George Romero was writing parts for what was going to be a Creep Show 3 and that didn't come to fruition for for whatever reason but then they were going to make Tales from the Dark Side the movie which is another anthology film from 1990. And I love Tales from the Dark Side. And that is the spiritual Creepshow 3 because some of the stories that George wrote, I think the black cat where this cat is killer cat. There's a cat segment there that's really cool uh, that has the puppet master guy from it in there. Um, That was used for Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. So Tales from the Dark Side, the movie is really the spiritual. People call it the air, air quotes, the real Creepshow 3 because it kind of was supposed to be. So that's my Creepshow three. I go along with that. Now the other Creepshow yeah. three, I just I have it. It sits on the shelf, and uh, it's it sits on the shelf. What can I yeah, say? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan <laughs> I, I, either. I haven't met I haven't met many people that are uh, a big fan of uh, creep Creepshow three. So
1: yeah, for good reason. Uh, this I was surprised that this made it into like just one of my favorites that I own. But I'm really really happy about it, and that's the uh, Screen Factory Halloween five 4K. And I feel like, you know, people talk about the cheesy artwork for all of these releases. It works perfectly for 5. I mean, with the scythe and everything, that's just perfect. But the thing I love about this is, one, never thought Halloween 5 was going to get the 4K treatment. I mean, it's Halloween 5. Like, I know it's not one of the most popular ones. But on top of that, it's the, it's the additional features that you get. You get the Dr. Death opening, which we had heard about for 30 years, but we'd never seen. And although it's not great, I really wanted to see it. Finally got to see it. And you finally get a reel of the uncut gore. We get to see Danielle Harris get stabbed in the leg for the first Ugh. time. We, we'd heard all the stories about it. We never got to see it. I think they did a great job with that release. I really think they did a great job. So I'm very happy to own that one as well.
0: I will never get over them not using the Dr. Death footage. Call me crazy. To me, it was a hell of a lot better than A Man with a Parrot.
1: It made more sense. For the narrative, especially with where Halloween Six went, like that Doctor Death thing just made more sense. But they went with the parrot. I don't know. Hindsight is twenty twenty,
0: and I don't know if Othanin would have changed his mind on that. Looking back, I'd love to ask him. But I mean, dude, I love that footage so much. That that weird Doctor guy, oh yeah, the Doctor Death which That 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 voodoo guy was so creepy. It just it yeah. It was almost like taking the movie and saying hey it's almost like a let's make this weird movie make a little bit more sense but still keep that weird factor to it it's like yeah. it was so cool to me it looked like it was done after the fact to make the movie seem cooler not before i can't get over it
1: yeah know? no it's it's fantastic it's fan- I, I i really enjoyed it i really really enjoyed it i Did wonder you, if that was
0: a mustafa decision like hey you it know, was
1: mustafa wanted the opening to have a more sympathetic character so you would Ugh. feel bad for who was died. I didn't give a shit the old man died. Are you kidding he had me? A, he had a parrot on. His I cared camera. about the parrot. I that's all I cared about. Tookie, his name. He's like, come here, Tookie. What, what, what's 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 the matter, Tookie? Parrot. Yeah. Um. But another one that I grabbed that I love is the Walmart exclusive Halloween: The Curse of Michael Myers VHS looking Blu-ray. Um, yes, sir. These are, I've heard so many people say, I got to track this down. I want to find this. I can't find it anywhere. Just the retro look of that alone. It was only five bucks too. And it's the producer's cut. I was like, producer's cut. Yeah, of course I'm going to buy that. So that, that aesthetically is just awesome. And then the last one is the 40th anniversary TCM steelbook. I, I Very love nice. this steelbook with the armadillo on there. Yeah. So, the dillo? Yep. Those are just some of my favorites that I saw and grabbed.
0: All right, Nick, you know it. Hmm. Screw it. Why am I the only son of a bitch that prefers the producer's cut? I mean, what the hell is wrong with everybody?
1: Look, I I understand your plight and everybody else's plight when there's a lot of people will will pick the producer's cut because they'll say, well, based off of where this movie was going, what the story was supposed to be, that's more true to what it was supposed to be. And they're right. That is. However, I didn't really care for where it was going. So the fact that they did a theatrical, you know, they did reshoots to make it more just like late nineties, kind of over the top, gory, fun, not really lean into the curse of thorn thing. I was okay with because we were going to get into really danger. I mean, Halloween six almost made Halloween go straight to video. If it wasn't for Jamie Lee Curtis, Halloween H2O was going to be straight to video. Um, so it's, you know, there's, I get it. And I, it is the movie in its purest form to date. And I do appreciate it, but some of the ideas just weren't fleshed out well enough. And uh, Daniel Farrens, you know, he was he was a fanboy that had never written a motion picture before and kind of shows. I I tell you, though, I love that
0: shot of Michael becoming the man in black at the end where they're like, where's Michael? And you see this motherfucker walking into the darkness. Who gives a fuck about the storyline? How good did that shit look? I mean, that shit was creepy. You know what I mean?
1: yeah yeah the only thing is that probably would have been the worst way to defeat michael in a halloween movie with the stones uh i honestly think resurrection would have been better than that i just hated that anti. like i love the ending think, of it i think it's a blair witch tie-in maybe <laughs> i mean <laughs> no i'm kidding i know i know it's Look, if someone prefers the producer's cut, that's fine, because really, if someone loves Halloween six in general, it's kind of a black sheep. Not a lot of people do. I love it. Christian loves it. I mean, you know, it's so whatever version you prefer.
0: Is it the stones being is it the stones being piled up like like a mountain or what if they would have made the stones into the curse of thorn and that would have stopped Michael? What if it would have looked more aesthetic? I just
1: I just wish there was no stones. It's black (laughs) magic. Period. I know, but he gets out of it anyway. That's what I don't understand. Like he's stopped magically by Tommy Doyle, but then we see a scene later. It's actually Doctor Win and Michael somehow got out of the stones. Apparently, like. But that's one what more, I'm saying.
0: dude. One more movie could have, dude. I just wish they would have done one more, like. In a lot of ways, this reminds me of Halloween Kills. I have so many questions now about this, or this, or this. What do you mean he goes to the house? What do you mean he wants to look out the window? What do you mean this radio station? Oh, you'll
1: know. You'll know this October. You'll know. And I'm
0: saying I want to know. I want to know where the fuck Michael went. That shot of him looking like a Zeus motherfucker, dude. That shit is pimp. Yeah. Where is he going? You know.
1: Here's I guess two for me. One the surgery the surgery room massacre in a theatrical cut is one of my favorites in the halloween franchise just him murdering everyone with the strobe light i mean that shit rocks um and i also think the theatrical cuts ending is more dignified for donald pleasance uh because it's it's ambiguous you know i have uh you know yeah, I have something I need to like uh, attend to here and uh, whatever he says exactly. And he goes inside and you see the mask and then you just hear him scream. I I think that's more dignified than the, Oh, it's your curse now, Dr. Loomis. Oh no, I have the curse of Thorn. Ah, like you're going to pass that on to Loomis. This guy is like, he's, he's dead. He's already, he's, I mean, he's about to die. Like I, I just didn't think that ending really worked for Donald, especially knowing that he, Died before the movie came out. I felt like that would have been like kind of su- a sour way to end it. I don't know. I can't get enough of it, man. Uh, you know, I
0: like the theatrical cut too, though. I do. Get me a doctor now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then she just picks up the phone. She's like, security. "Security. No one does that. When you dial security, tell me the next time if you have to call nine one one. Do you go nine one one? Like you don't do that. You just dial the number." <laughs> That's an, that's a, that's a medical worker who has dealt with
0: the lowest and like just the worst of society because yeah. dude, if you're a new hire, could you, and we got to move on after this, but like, if you're a new hire and somebody comes in and goes, I need to see a doctor. There's something wrong with my baby. So, okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This motherfucker says what seems to be the problem.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, he She's so mean. And he's like, you know, that's I, realistic, Nick. To... And she's like, "What kind of doctor? Like, so rude!" Just she hasn't even looked up at him yet. I'm like, "What if this baby's head was split open and you're not even looking?" Like, she's you do it all, to... Nick. Yeah, but she's you know, seen like... it
0: all. That's 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 medical workers for you. Mm. They get do they see the worst of society? They see people at their meanest because when shit's hitting the fan, people are cruel and mean. She's yeah. seen it, and she they the world has turned that nurse into a cold bitch, and yeah. I don't blame her, man. I'm telling you.
1: But then we get a great reunion, you know, Tommy and 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 Loomis. He's like, Dr. Loomis? He's what like, was,
0: what was, wait, Loomis <laughs> is a psychiatrist. What was he doing at the hospital?
1: Uh, well, originally it was because Jamie was. Uh, Jamie. It. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Again, again, again. I forgot the producer's cut <clears throat> makes more sense. All right, here's yeah. the last of my physical media. Uh, well, I say the last. Dude, the Scarlet box set from Hellraiser containing the first three, which for a lot of people is, you know, the buck, the buck stops at three, <laughs> Some, kind partly. of four. Of I can watch four. I can watch the uh, the number of the sequels. Some of them are just quite frankly, a little boring. If anything, there's one of them. I think it's Hellraiser debtor where it's like a, it's like a, a cop who's investigating murders. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen Hellraiser debtor. Oh no. But it's this cop that basically is investigating all these homicides and it's him doing it like in his fucking sleep. And Pinhead shows up out of nowhere for like five minutes and basically cuts some kind of like gibberish lines whatever. And then it that's it. <laughs> but like these, these like all 4K scans of these movies and this thing opens up like the lament configuration. Like look, there's a crease and look at this. It just opens oh, yeah. up like this. And each case has this beautiful art on it. And then the uh, booklet... I mean, look at this thing. This it comes with this book. Yeah, that's not a booklet. That's a novel. A not. It basically <laughs> is. And dude, they it is filled with information. I love the hell first three Hellraiser films so much. Part two, I think, is one of the greatest sequels ever made. Uh, I-, I can't get enough of the Hellraiser. Funny story about the Hellraiser Scarlet Box set. So it's expensive now, right? Uh, I don't know how much it's going for. I just know that most people don't buy it because they, even though they want to own it. They don't want to spend the money of what it costs to own it now. A little dusty up there, uh, but when this thing was announced, I remember it was Christmas time, and I remember telling my mom. My mom was like, "Christian, what do you want for Christmas?" And I never asked my mom to spend a bunch of money. Usually, no higher than fifty bucks is what I'll, we spend for each other. And so, I wanted this Scarlet Box set, and it was like sixty nine ninety five. I messaged my mom. I was like, "Mom, if you put up fifty, I'll I'll cover the rest if you want to do that because I really want this." And I want to, I need to get it now because it's probably going to sell out quick. And she goes, okay. Well, the next day or so she messaged me. She goes, Hey, send me the link for that box that you want. That way I can go ahead and just get it ordered while I'm thinking about it. This was early December. I was like, no problem. I pulled up Amazon. It went down to like 43 bucks. I was like, mom, this is insane. It's $43 right now. She goes, okay, let me order it. Boom. And I ordered it. And I remember talking to somebody that day about the release and, I was like, dude, I got it for 43. It's on Amazon right now. Like, what? And they went back. and I was like, dude, no, it's not. It's 60, whatever. It went back up like within a day. So I lucked out big time. So I got this beauty for under 50 bucks when it came out. And mm. it's till this day. I think one of the nicest. Why the fuck am I not displaying this on top of my shelves? Like, I've got to fix that. But anyway, this is in my top five physical media releases of all time. Uh, And again, I have to I have to give the love to Halloween's five and four, because the reason these two, I think, get the rub from me on this episode is because you got to see the most noticeable upgrade in picture quality from the rest. Because three and two and one, one got a 4K scan from Anchor Bay that I think was not as it wasn't as done as well as it could have been. I think they used some kind of interpositive or something for that upgrade anchor bay you know how anchor bay is yep. and then two and three constantly got good picture quality releases and they would bump it up a little bit for this and they'd 4k scan the steelbook so they looked the best they did but you, you couldn't notice it as much maybe the nighttime scenes you noticed a little bit better but f- when i first watched these two i watched halloween 4 because I, I love halloween 4 when i watched halloween 4 i was like holy mother of god you know that to me the only way i can explain is that almost like that 3d look it has when the 4k is done so good that's what i felt when i was watching these and i was like oh my god so i loved the way these looked i actually think five might be the absolute best looking one it's either four or five just some of the scenes in five because there's some really good outdoor shots in five with the girls outside running that's where you that natural sunlight on film really gives everything that great shine but man they they look so good um you know everybody was bitching whining pissing moaning complaining texting tweeting fucking myspacing about how much they hate the artwork jesus christ man who gives a fuck about the artwork you Just still amazing. bought it you, you know what i mean you still bought it yeah I, I, you know, I, I, agree. look, I do agree. I'm, 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 I'm joking around a little bit. I do agree that I missed that Scream Factory artwork that we got from like the 2012, 2015 run. Those artists, Justin Osborne's my favorite artist of all time that does this stuff. He does, he's done some of my favorite covers, but, um, I don't know. I, I guess I guess I didn't lose my mind when I saw these. I, you know, I mean, what what the hell's yeah. wrong with me? I was just like, yeah. hey, cool. They're making new Halloweens and they have artwork on them. Uh, it is what it is. I actually think part part four is my favorite one. I think they did they, that. That looks like Halloween four.
1: Yeah, I would know? agree that part five is is the most noticeable jump in quality. I mean, you watch part five because if you watch the DVD of part five or the VHS, there are times where you're like, is this a made for TV movie? like it has a look like that sometimes but the transfer on this 4K it does not look like a made for TV movie this it oh. it looks well done it's remarkable man yeah
0: oh and then there was i think we talked about this before they actually had a feature on here with was it the cinematographer cinematographer yeah, robert yeah
1: rob draper yep
0: and how nice was it to hear somebody actually talk positively about gerard bothen uh, hey. and
1: gerard Dominique always got so much shit and I'll never understand it because people hold some of these directors in such high regard, like Dwight H little for part four. What has Dwight H little really done? I mean, like people shit on Dominique off and Gerard for his career. It's like, look, both of these guys brought their own flair to these movies and they both look good in their own, right? Like Dominique, it was definitely a more foreign feel and appro- aesthetic and approach to this movie. Like, um, even if it's just one of the things that comes to mind is that barn scene with, with Sam and Spitz, like he intentionally doesn't show nudity and stuff because he's a French filmmaker and he wanted it to be like this erotic scene. Like, cause that's how a lot of French films were like that or how he filmed a lot through trees or through the slats in the walls of the barn and stuff like that. And the way he uses light, like I thought he was a. Re- I think he's a really intelligent guy. And, um, you know he made some lower rate horror sequels like omen 4 and stuff so he never really got to get his name out there unfortunately but I, I do think he's a he was a very he's a very talented guy
0: i'm looking at dwight h little he's certainly done some cool movies bloodstone is a really cool like adventure movie i think arrow put that i like bloodstone a lot uh he did 1989's uh phantom of the opera which is robert england i adore that movie that movie's really good uh, Mark for Death is one of the best Steven Seagal movies. And I think Pizza actually interviewed him talking about working with Seagal. That was when Seagal had his short lived but still very successful theater run. Uh he did Free Willy 2. That's cool, I guess. Uh but actually Dwight hasn't directed a whole, whole lot. It looks like he's that, that's what
1: I meant. He never he didn't really have movies. much of a career. Yeah. You know, well, like... he
0: did a lot of TV. He did a lot of TV yeah he did, he, yeah that's the majority of what he's been doing the last 20 years is television.
1: I would venture to say that I this is my take on it Halloween four is a better script. I think Halloween five is better uh, photographed I guess I would say I think that the directing in Halloween five is stronger in my opinion than Halloween four, but the script isn't as strong
0: yeah I... I don't know. Like, I just think Halloween four, everything was th- the same manufacturer being put into like the same vehicle. Everything feels right Where, when you've got this other guy. Oh, I like Othman and but he is coming at this movie met- uh He is coming at this movie metrics, metric system, and everybody else is coming at the movie with the what do you call it? What's, what's what do Americans used? It's like everybody else uses degree celsius and meters mm. and every the director's coming at the movie with meters and yards and celsius but everybody around him is coming at it with foot inches fahrenheit like that it's yeah. like everybody's coming at it that if he would have had a bunch of people that had the same mindset as him and a, and had that same culture as him it probably
1: wouldn't yeah. get you know what I'm saying. A lot of cooks but, in the kitchen there.
0: But I I do like the visual stuff from Five. I really like the uh, shots inside the Myers house, and it is like an Italian looking film. Even though he's, I mean, he's I don't think he's Italian, but like the look of he's, it. Yeah. He loves yeah, he, that yeah. really visual visual style. But yeah, I love I love Four. I love me some Four. Um, okay, so that does about does that's about that about does it? Jesus Christ! For some of our favorites, there's more. Uh, And it pretty much changes every time I do it. My ginger dead man. Actually, my my evil bong box set is pretty, pretty wicked. Uh, I love that thing. But let's talk about our wish list, whether it be a Blu-ray, a 4K, uh, a better version of a Blu-ray or a 4K box sets. Uh, Where do you want to start? I have a bunch of box sets
1: like that's what I have. I only have three box sets. I've got like Um, 12 Oh man, what do you want to start with? 4Ks and Blu-rays, and then box sets.
0: Let's yeah, let's go with 4K. I can tell you some that I want. Like obvious, the obvious is like a 4K of ROTLD. I think that movie would look fantastic on 4K. You know, I would love uh, the Prom Night sequels. Uh, Mary Lou, Her- everybody wants a Blu-ray of Prom Night Two. Hello, Mary Lou. Yes. Um, you know. I mean, the hell, some of the hell raisers would be great to have actual four K's of, um, it's weird. Like there's no rhyme or reason with some of these four K's because you got like vinegar syndrome, putting movies out on four K that like, if you were going to make a list of everything that should have a four K in an order of importance, some of the movies that like the most bottom of the barrel that no one would ever has ever heard of are getting four K releases from vinegar. Syndrome. I know, I know. And, you know, and then like Madman is like this really low budget, fun slasher, but it's getting a 4K. And then you've got movies you've got, you know, for for God's sakes, the Elm Street films haven't even gotten really good Blu-ray releases yet. It's like, where is the where is the balance of
1: scales here with all this stuff? (laughs) There is none. I mean, my my ideas were more of like. They don't even have a Blu-ray release in the states. Or Perfect. Maybe they, or maybe they did, and then they just had one run, and now you can't find them. Let's do uh, it. P two. I gotta have. I gotta have uh, a Blu-ray of that. Um, Black Christmas two thousand six. Scream Factory should be jumping on that. I don't know why they haven't. Well, um, I, I tell you, I don't know if they have. I think Black Christmas oh six got an HD DVD. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> We it almost had, bought we almost had bought a, a Blu-ray release uh yeah. years back and now it's out of print.
0: Yeah, sounds about right. They probably both came out at the same time. Dude, we almost bought an HD DVD player. My dad was like we went out to buy one and then there was a conversation with the guy at Best Buy about you know he told us you need to wait a little while because I don't know who's going to win this war and you don't want to be hosed out buying one of these players and seeing which one dies. And I'll tell you why HDVD, HD DVD lost because PlayStation three played Blu-rays. Yep. PlayStation three PlayStation two made DVD a household thing. Right. I mean, they, yep. they did.
1: Yeah, so. oh, they, I have one. That's what we use to watch our DVDs. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, Silent nights three through five would love a blu-ray of any of those you know 4k whatever it may be I think one that a lot of people talk about that needs a blu-ray fright night part two um, yeah I've I've yeah. got
0: this I've got the Spanish blu ray and it looks okay but there's room for improvement and no special features
1: and then that 07 um, home invasion thriller Christmas movie inside. Loved that movie. Never right. got a Blu ray release here. And then that movie, I haven't seen this movie, Christian, but a lot of people like this movie. I know you've seen it. I, I'm going to butcher this first name. The Poughkeepsie Tapes, or however you say it. The Poughkeepsie Tapes has a Blu ray. Scream Factory it, it, put it, that the, out. Okay. Okay. And okay. let me tell you something, Nick.
0: You need to go, on, I think it's on Amazon Prime. It is the most fucked up found footage movie, disturbing footage, found footage movie I've, I've ever seen. That's it it heard. kept it kept me up at night. It's really disturbing. It's so well done. You have got to see it. It's it's if you have Amazon Prime, it's on there. I do. So you can I watch do. that. Don't. That's certainly not a kid movie, though. <laughs> no. You don't want that kid
1: anywhere around that thing. He he's not around when I watch horror movies. Yeah. Um, but those are just a few like movies off the top of my head that I was like, they need. A new release, like because, like I said, Black Christmas is one that had a Blu-ray release years ago, went out of print, and nobody thought to do an updated release. I mean, I, Scream Factory just the the aesthetic of that poster and just it being a Christmas horror movie, the Scream Factory could knock a freaking Black Christmas edition out of the fucking park, and I just want to see it so bad. Um, and i I have a couple box sets but i'll wait until you give your 4k and blu-rays i
0: yeah i think i think that they probably are gonna get working on that era of movies more now that now that we're getting farther and farther away from it they're feeling much more vintage and and that kind of thing uh there's there's certain things about those titles that i think that a lot of people would be willing to revisit and go back to now. Enough time has passed, so and
1: Black Christmas '06 has found a newfound love for and appreciation from a lot of people after that abomination that was 2019. I mean, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's like being in a bad relationship, leaving it, and going like to a much worse one, and then you say, "I'm going to go back to the, that one." Wasn't yeah, it so one, bad. Was it wasn't so bad. No, yeah. <laughs> no, I I like Black Black Christmas '06. I like that movie. It's fun. I think that they're they're, they're probably at least trying. I, I'm sure that you know when we get to this year's christmas we'll see maybe there'll be a sign of it a few a few more that i would like to see trick or treat the 1986 gonna, yeah. rock I and roll say movie that one too yep oh actually i'm really excited somebody sent me a message today hard rock zombies is getting a 4k <laughs> from vinegar syndrome <laughs> so i'm gonna get that oh. um uh what else i mean there's a lot of cool stuff oh i would actually love to see charlie band do a puppet master 4k he uh oh yeah he he did a full he did a full 1080p for the puppet master films and they all look good i think puppet master one deserves a good 4k release um you know there's a lot of good stuff that i would like to see hit oh one of my all-time i was actually tweeted i tweeted about this today i really want day of the dead on 4k that's my favorite one of my favorite George Romero movies. I would love that on 4K. I would have
1: said Candyman until yesterday when Scream Factory announced it, and I—I am so excited for that. I can't. I'm gonna buy that sucker.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll probably grab that one too. That's that's gut instinct. That's a title I'd 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 be willing to uh, upgrade for. Uh, I'll tell you a 4K we need. Poltergeist. Oh, okay, okay. I would love yeah. a polter because I've got a new love for Poltergeist one. Um, I think that that movie is actually the thing about Poltergeist that I keep forgetting is I think the movie gets better and better and better as it keeps going. So the beginning of the movie is what kind of not necessarily loses me, but I'm just like, OK, this is pretty good, but it keeps getting better and it keeps getting better and it keeps getting. That's the thing I like about Poltergeist one now. So once I stuck with it, and I was like, you know, I'm like, damn, this movie really is fucking great. It is. Uh, I would love a Poltergeist one 4K. Um, you know, I would Rob, like Rob Zombies Halloween too. Would love specifically, a 4K. yeah, I mean specifically too. I mean that 16 mil and and Devil's Rejects would look so good. Yep. Was House of a Thousand shot on 16 mil? Uh, or was it, it 35
1: mil? Oh my god, I don't want to be wrong. I I it's don't a weird
0: time. So. I I well no, no. It was ninety-nine two thousand, and we shot it. So it's like it's hard to say what they were using at that time. It w-
1: it it was sixteen mil. It was sixteen mil, if I remember correctly, because I was listening to a podcast the other day, a movie review podcast, and I was listening to their review of um House of Thousand Corpses, and they were talking about how he shot it in sixteen mil. So I think it's also sixteen mil.
0: Those all three would probably look really good. But, like, dude, Halloween 2 would look so – Rob Zombie's H2 would look so good in 4K, especially the uh, hospital sequence. Oh, yeah. Dude, when you see that shot of the nurse when she falls down after, like, kind of coming back into the nurse's station, mm-hmm. and you see the shot from Michael standing sideways and looking over, just that – you when you get to see all that film grain in that scene, it's so nice. I would just die. Yeah, I, also
1: I would say all the fucked up dream sequences in that movie would look great in 4K. I think that those would just pop even more than they already do. You know, Laurie in the fucking casket, that like dinner table full of creatures like, oh, that would be so. Yes.
0: Oh, uh, how about Child's Play? Oh, in 4K. E-
1: easily. I'm still waiting on Scream Factory to do a Child's Play 2 and 3 uh, releases. Everybody is, man. I yeah. mean,
0: there's no telling. I mean it, it, it'd be a weird thing because like nobody want I, can, I I would take I would take four on four K as well, but nobody's chomping at the bit for a seat of Chucky on four K or anything you're not, like that. You're not? So it's a I'm weird not. those that's a weird situation. Like, you know, if, if if it could be an all or nothing thing. Um I'm trying to think of what else would be I would, really cool on four K or what hasn't made the jump, quite frankly. I can't really think of anything that hasn't made you the know, jump you know, Christian.
1: Yet. I would probably watch Seed of Chucky again if it got a 4K release. Oh, just so that, that's what it'll it take? Like. Yeah, yeah, honestly. I don't think I ever have desire to watch that movie again. I, I just, I don't.
0: Pet Cemetery got a really
1: good 4K release. They killed mm-hmm. the picture upgrade on that. That looks so good. Yeah, I got a double feature of the original and the remake on 4K. Um, They both look really good. I take the Craft on 4K. That's my favorite
0: Nev Campbell movie. I love The Craft. She's great in that. Um I don't know, man. Um oh, I got a bone to pick with you. Oh shit. I'm going to disagree with you on something. So, I was watching your horror haul video from the other day. Exorcist 3 is in fact the scariest and best Exorcist movie. <laughs>
1: Justin said the same thing. Look, I'm probably blinded by nostalgia. Uh, I can, because The Exorcist was the first horror movie I ever saw. So that shit just affected me deeply. Um, I don't think either one of them scare me now. But The Exorcist 3 is fantastic. I I did mention in the video, it's the only Exorcist sequel that deserves to exist. Um, When I
0: say scariest, what I'm really saying, because like... Yeah, what's really scary anymore? You're right. What I'm saying is I think Exorcist 3 is, in fact, the absolute best Exorcist movie.
1: It's the darkest. It's the most uh, emotionally—it just fucks with your head. Like, it really does. And my wife was watching it with me, and about 40 minutes in, she got up, and she's like, I'm just going to go in the bedroom. I'm like, you don't like it? She's like, it's boring. I was like, oh, my God. You didn't even get to Brad Dourif yet. Oh, um, man. I want to yeah. talk about that. But yeah, yeah, you know, it might be an action. It might be a better movie. I think the thing was that, you know, William Peter Blatty felt the thing that pisses me off about it is that movie never needed to be an exorcist movie. And he, it wasn't supposed to be. It was I know. Called Legion. Was, yeah. And he was pressured to make it tie into the exorcist. Uh, yeah. So that's what you get pretty much with the end. But um it's it's a great movie on its own and it's probably my favorite brad Dourif performance i mean i mean that dude i so good i love the exorcist
0: i f- actually some of my favorite moments of the exorcist is when they were over in the middle east doing all the excavating and finding the uh what's the little demon thing called uh in the beginning of the exorcist
1: i know exactly what you're talking about is it like a talisman no no the
0: Pa something pazuzu, pazuzu pazuzu yeah Pazuzu. Yeah. Like i love all that stuff in the movie um oh okay, i love yeah. the exorcist i love everything about the exorcist but i think about what would fuck with me the most in either of those movies and without a doubt it would be that door opening to that solitary confinement room sitting across the room in the seat from brad Dourif and hearing him just use that menacing voice, you are doing a clear invitation to the dance right now, dude. Mm -hmm. Brad Dourif is the best. And that shot of the white nurse with that monstrous (sighs) slade, that killed me the first time I saw it. I mean, I was not ready for that, because that movie was so anti-jump scare the entire time that when it actually did it, that's the beauty of the jump scare in the exorcist three is because the movie is the movie visually stylistically says we are way too good for jump scares. We are way better than that. This is a movie that is so psychologically damaging. <laughs> Ooh. And then it comes and dude, it's the, one of the greatest jump scare moments in cinema history.
1: Yeah, no, it's, Give me, I don't know. At this sleep point, on it, sleep it, on it. For at me. this point, it probably is just nostalgia. It really probably is just nostalgia because I had a blast with The Exorcist Three, and I, I mean, I hadn't seen it in freaking years, man, and best. I was just reminded of how much I liked it. And I, like I said in the video, I blocked out every Exorcist sequel because I watched The Heretic, and it sucked. <laughs> and I was, a th- I watched The Heretic when I was a teenager and it sucked so bad. And I also remember, <laughs> I also remembered hating the prequel. Um, the beginning I was like this is so boring it's so dumb they need they need to re-edit those pretty badly I I watched those two
0: I'm not a massive fan of of any of them quite frankly two I can watch two there's
1: like there's some some nuggets of some cool stuff in two I think and let me let me just say to you though Christian isn't that all the more reason why we should at least have some a mild bit of excitement for the new David Gordon Green exorcist movie that got announced last year because there's only one good follow-up to The Exorcist. I mean, how bad can it really be in comparison? Like I I'm gonna go really controversial
0: on this. I want a black comedy for The Exorcist. Well, it's David it, Gordon Green. Because you're not gonna get you're not gonna be scared by this shit. It's not gonna happen. I want black comedy. That's what I kind of want. I think it could be done. Uh but then it's like I say that I feel like I'm compromising because I'm saying there's no way they're going to make like this really good movie. <laughs> I just you know, Probably what, do not. Probably they need not. to they need to recool it or remake it, quite frankly, because what's the point of doing a sequel? No, but that's then, what
1: it is. It's a requel. It's a requel. You're getting the, the woman, the fuck uh, Reagan's mom, the actress, she's coming back. She's coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's coming back. And Linda Blair has not been asked back, but there is a feeling that, cause Linda Blair talked about it. She said, I haven't been asked back yet. I would love to do it though. There's a feeling that both of them are going to come back.
0: You know what, dude, I have completely let go of caring about this requel sequel remake shit.
1: You know, Oh, I, five cream rocked
0: well you, well, you know what it, it is a little bit of a bummer i i uh i went and saw studio 666 earlier today the new foo fighters movie yeah. and it was really fun but the i read the news that really was just very upsetting uh both this movie and this new movie movie called the cursed which is supposed to be this werewolf film which i never got to see it they tanked, they tanked. Yeah. and it, it does uh, it, it's really sad because it's just like what movies are making money, the properties that everybody knows. And it's not because they're necessarily better movies than these other properties, but it's because they have a built in awareness. John Carpenter has spelled this out. Why do the studios like remakes? Cause it's cheaper to market. It's cheaper to market name recognition, baby. I mean, that's, that's half the battle right there. Yeah. One Facebook yeah. ad, you know, it, can probably stir up more emotion and readiness than $10 million for the cursed or, or Studio 666 It's also
1: it. that during COVID what got people out into The theaters they wanted to see Sequels or you know prop To properties they knew they knew it, People weren't going to take oh, I'm not going to go to the Theater to watch a movie I know nothing about It could suck that's Spider-Man why I, No Way
0: Home Killed it yeah, didn't
1: it abs- Almost two billion dollars it's the Fourth highest grossing movie of all time As of right now and that was a massive surge And
0: that's all thanks to one man toby mcguire andrew garfield <laughs>
1: as well but i
0: like i hey i'm actually i'm rewatching all the spider-man film to get to get ready for no way home because i was like well i do want it to make sense to me so i can't decide if i like spider-man
1: 3 or not spider-man 3 is fun for what it is is it let me give you my good no but it's it's (laughs) fine
0: punch me i bleed what the fuck do you mean by that that had no relevance (laughs) to the conversation like you were arguing about your relationship and this is what he says
1: yeah i I think he's trying to say like because that's that moment where he's basically like yeah i'm spider-man but i'm a human like i'm a, I can be hurt too like uh because it's the whole mary jane thing i get it um Look, Toby's movies as a whole are better than Andrew's movies, um, but I the, loved
0: the first Andrew Garfield movie. Oh, a it, lot. it's
1: I, I think it's fantastic. I, I think that that was the most comic accurate Spider-Man that we had gotten was the first amazing Spider-Man movie. And a lot of people agreed with that. Um, he's also the best actor out of all the three. I mean, this is an Oscar winner. Um, you know, he has a long track record of act. He's just a great actor. He, he, I mean,
0: he was really good. I, yeah. I, I, I he was really good this is my take on Spider-Man three. I, uh, before I had read that Sam Raimi was not happy. And that's where he basically said after Spider-Man three, there was talks about doing a four, but he basically said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to back out. You guys take it and, and move on without me. And that's cool. My take is based on what I saw on camera was there had to have been a large number of, scenes and footage cut out because it's basically three storylines that you barely see much of at all fit into this there had to have been no. so much footage cut out of It's Spider actually Man
1: not Raimi. cut it's it, it's not footage that's cut it's footage that they couldn't get because of the time frame what happened was it, the the script is done they've started filming and Sony is like you've got to put venom in this movie Sam Raimi was very adamant no Venom will be in the next movie. I am not introducing Venom in three. And Sony said, yes, you are. So they had to do a rewrite. And then they were like, well, we got to see Harry turn into the goblin. So they had to do another rewrite. So Sam Raimi is filming additional rewrites while they're filming the movie and just trying to fit it into the narrative. And it feels really weighed down because it should have just been a movie about the Sandman. I loved the Sandman character. And then maybe at the end, you can still have Harry come in. Maybe him and Peter don't even need that fight. Harry can just come in and help him fight the Sandman and still die. You never needed Venom. Although I feel like Venom gets a bad rap in that movie, I think the effects look fine, and I don't mind for Grace at all. I actually like him as an actor. But to shoehorn him in like that was just like, no. <laughs> Who goes into church and says, Jesus, <laughs> I need you to kill Peter <laughs> but i'm telling you that scene is fucked because it does tell you just how like how down bad he is in that moment like in that moment he is like i have nothing going for me kill this dude like it's, it's it, there's something very humorous about it but i will say this if you're re- rewatching all the movies the marvel movies are the least enjoyable they're they're too kid friendly spider-man homecoming and spider-man far from home i, I think they're too kid friendly i think that there's way too many connective tissues to all the Marvel movies. And I haven't seen 90% of them. Uh, so I was worried about no way home. Uh, at least the stuff without Toby and Andrew. And uh but I went and saw it anyway, cause I just wanted to see Toby and Andrew back. And luckily they're in like half of the movie. So it's worth it. Uh But actually the stuff with Tom Holland's Peter, it's, it's amazing. He truly becomes like Spider-Man and it's not this marvel shared universe movie anymore it actually feels like his movie he does a great job it's just it's a great movie man i mean it really was a great movie not just because of nostalgia uh and i think when you watch it you'll walk away and go man yeah that andrew garfield guy he steals the show everybody said it he gets some of the best moments he's he steals the show but yes you do need to rewatch his movies before you watch it because there's an important character arc from andrew specifically so yeah, I'm going to buy
0: I'm going to buy that one on Blu-ray or 4K one of the two whenever it comes out. I'm not going to buy the previous ones, but I'm going to get that one. So I'm excited. Anyway. Yes. So, all right, so bo- I got Spider-Man box playing.
1: Box sets. Christian, you want to just start with the one that we've been talking about for what fucking five decades, however long it's been? Yeah, let's talk about the Howling
0: box set. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Obviously, I want a Freddy Krueger box set. I've I've detailed my thoughts on a realistic version of that box set. But when people ask me what it should look like, that's the question I get the most. I think take your Friday the 13th Scream factory box set and do a version just like that same artist doing that collage style, but make it a red color box and it'd be like the companion to it. That's what I want more than anything. And obviously I want part fives kill scenes put in HD inserts if possible. Um, I think a lot of people need to see Dream Child uncut. It's so gross. Um, you know, do the real 3D. I guess for Freddy's Dead, uh, for that one fucking scene. Um, new Nightmare deserves a really good upgraded scan. Really good. All, uh, quite frankly, I would. I would want. I want. I want good. Good scans for all of them. All of them. I really do. Um, I wouldn't mind a new interview with a. Uh, remake freddy um i'd like to hear his thoughts i forget his name um i'd like to i'd like to hear jackie recollect a little bit you know i'd like to hear him discuss his just talk about it i I can't recall ever hearing him talk about it besides press stuff
1: feel bad for the guy man i really do he he did a good job in that role and he got shit on just because he wasn't robert england and because the material wasn't great yeah, I'm uh, yeah. sure he sleeps good at night. Oh, I'm yeah, sure he yeah. does, but I do feel bad for him because that that's an iconic character to play. It really is. And you don't want people to shit on you for that. I mean Yeah.
0: You know one of my favorite scenes of him is when you get to see him actually running away from the townspeople.
1: Yeah, it's it it that's he I think that whole scene is acted like beautifully. And when he's in there and he's like, I didn't do anything, and you like almost believe this dude. You're like
0: Again, they, they fucking changed their minds, man. Yeah, because yeah. he was gonna be innocent. Fuck! They should have kept them innocent. I'm pissed off about it. hmm Fucking yeah.
1: bastards. Yep. Sons of bitches. hmm Yeah, I definitely have an Iron on Elm Street box on my list, too. I have an Evil Dead box set, too, because, listen, I love the Groovy Collection. But it didn't include Army of Darkness or 2013. And I think you would have a great excuse to put out a new one this year because Evil Dead Rise comes out. And I think once that comes out, you could get a box set with all five movies, and I would love to see that. I
0: think that that movie's going to be pretty good. I just think it, it's going to be pretty good. You it's know had what I mean? Th-
1: it's had three test screenings so far. The last one was last Friday. Uh, one of the scoopers I follow was talking about it. All the reactions have been positive. Uh, all the reactions have been positive. So... I haven't heard one bad thing out of a test screen. Everyone says, yeah, this is an Evil Dead movie. If you're worried it's not gonna work without Bruce Campbell, even after seeing 2013, which they proved you didn't need him, uh, everyone says, nah, it works. This movie's awesome. So
0: uh yeah, and the I would love a box set too. I mean, I got the Groovy collection because it's it is so exactly did I. That. Yeah, it's exactly that. It's Groovy. Yeah, it's groovy. Um and I do love I never had the first two movies on 4K at all, and I didn't own the show completely. So it's a great set. Obviously, the different studios. Universal owns part three and all that, but I mean, if Halloween can make it happen, I was going to say Scream Factory
1: but, made it work with Halloween.
0: I just like it. it never say never. Friday the Thirteenth was able to do that with Paramount and Warner Brothers. They put the co- collection out uh, twice now: the, the tin box set and the Scream Factory. So it's like never say never. My number second biggest want of all time would be like a genuine and this one is all over the place, but like a genuine Texas Chainsaw Massacre box set. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. It would have to, I'd, I mean, you'd have to upgrade some of those movies for sure. I mean, part one is getting 4k releases right now. I think this year part one is going to be getting 4k releases from a number of companies, which is exciting. Um, I'm sure dark sky will announce down the road, maybe this summer that they're going to do it for America uh part two has a 2k scan from the interpositive from scream factory part three looks okay from warner brothers part four they did a good job scream factory did a really good job with that one um i mean even the remake and the the beginning could probably use some better scans too i don't remember those looking bad i mean they look good but i mean there's always room for improvement yeah I think. they haven't
1: been updated in a while
0: i, I but just think about a really Kickass Texas Chainsaw
1: Massacre box
0: set. Oh, oh yeah,
1: great one. Sign me up. And again, another excuse to do it because this movie was watched a lot on Netflix. I'm sure it will get a physical media release. What better time?
0: I hope it does, man. Like I'm still really nervous about it not getting Netflix
1: released. normally does with their bigger properties. Stranger Things is the first thing that comes to mind. You you can get those physical seasons because it's, House it's did so, it too. Yeah, it's so popular. So I, I think, Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. got
0: physical. I just hope. I can't movie wise, it's hard to think about how many movies that they've done though that have come out on physical. Like the TV shows yeah. sure, but movies it's I can't really think of anything.
1: I think the one thing that we have to our advantage is that the horror community is probably the most outspoken about physical media, and since it's a horror movie that was watched by a lot of horror fans, they're going to feel the pressure of putting it out on physical media, I think.
0: Let's hope so, man. Yeah. Let's freaking hope so.
1: The only other box that I had written down that I could think of at the time was Scream. I thought that getting a Scream box set with the fifth movie, uh, I think, would be great. Maybe you wait until after six comes out and you just do all six movies. I mean, who knows? But I I would love to see a box set of that sooner or later.
0: That's what I had written down as well. I had a Scream box set. um, But then again, if they're making two more which I think is their initial plan, right?
1: It ha- they, They've only been given the green light for six, and I don't know if that's because they don't want to have a weird trilogy be five, six, and seven, because trilogies don't normally go that way, or if Paramount is saying, okay, we'll give you another one, but we're not going to green light two right now because what if the the next one just is nowhere near as popular as this one, and then we've already invested, because Paramount is like that sometimes. you know, Like you said, they love their franchising, but at the same time, that company hasn't been in the best of areas over the last decade or so to just throw money out Um, so we'll see I think that it was always mapped out as three movies though and uh, so I would assume there will be two more well let's see I've got a number
0: of them I have a really cool idea but I'll save that for last Uh, I would like a just a super fan version of the Saw collection. Yeah. Something really nice and just gaudy looking, you know, like a nice fat box set with all the movies up till spiral, nice individual cases, all posters, um, do some kind of weird, like the box set could just be like simple, like kind of like this dirty black and Brown color palette with the, with the red swirls from Billy's cheeks, the Mm -hmm. saw logo on top. You know, just something nice, just something cool. Make it a nice, big, fat box set that could take up twenty percent of a shelf.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? I'd, I'd buy it.
0: Um, how about the Howling Box? <laughs> no, I do want the Howling Box. set. Yeah. I, want the, I want the box set to be fur.
1: Oh yeah,
0: I would like a, a Adam Green's Hatchet box set. Uh, I'd, buy I could, I'd buy that. I'd buy that. I'm trying to think of who owns it. I think that's Dark Sky as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but that's all from under the same umbrella. Why haven't they put out a nice collection? Shit, give me a give me a nice chunky case uh, you know, uh multi pack for God's sakes. Give me something cool. I don't know. They they came out individually. How about this? The Blair Witch trilogy
1: box set. Yes, because too many people forget about 2016, which is a good movie. It is a good movie. I like 2016. I like Book of Shadows
0: way more, but I
1: like 2016. I I would venture to say that there is not a bad Blair Witch movie, like a truly bad Blair Witch movie. No, I I love the original. I think
0: it's one of the best found footage movies ever. Uh, I love Book of Shadows so much. It's so cool and meta and just just smart it's smartly written really good movie and then i thought that blair witch 2016 was was pretty good you know
1: yeah i i think that'd be something that i feel like would be easy to put out too so i don't know why they haven't
0: well what's interesting is i have this spanish release of blair witch one and two on blu-ray and it's a really cool like videotape thing that you open up and it's a yeah. cool release but it's not american and um it's region a i think but it's uh you know i think you could do something cool there again, just put a nice big fat Blair Witch cross on there. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, I think I've shown you, but oh, the tattoo, yeah, I'm a Blair Witch mark, you know, yeah, I love the Blair mm-hmm. Witch, so Blair Witch would be cool. Um, I don't give a shit, dude. Give me the Hellraiser Ultimate Collection. Up until the one where it's the great value guy playing Hellraiser, yeah, some weird looking dude. Yeah, that's pretty bad, dude. Then all those all those sequels become underrated. You know, everybody oh. buys the box set.
1: Let <laughs> me tell you about this movie that's underrated.
0: Let me tell you about Hellraiser Debtor. Yes. This is the most underrated, overhated, <laughs> underappreciated. Hellraiser movie what? in the franchise. Oh my God. I don't understand the hate this movie gets. We have got to construct a constructor review where we say all those terms. Oh, I don't will. understand the hate. I never understood the hate this movie gets. This is the most underappreciated Hellraiser sequel.
1: Halloween kills. Underappreciated. <laughs>
0: Is that even a word?
1: I guess uh, in our community, I guess it is. is. It yeah. is
0: uh, okay. Um, so here is my last box set idea. What company has put out the majority of John Carpenter's films on Blu-ray?
1: Oh fucking shit! I mean, it's
0: easy answer. I just is it Scream Factory? It's Scream. Yeah. Scream Factory has put out. Scream Factory thing... has put out in order. I could probably tell you assault. Halloween. They have put out Escape from New York. They have put out The Thing. They have put out Starman. They have put out Prince of Darkness. They have put out They Live. They have put out Memoirs of an Invisible Man. They have put out Body Bags. They have put out Village of the Damned. They have put out In the Mouth of Madness. They have put out. I think they have put out Elvis. They have put out basically his entire catalog. Christian Hannah Horror
1: wants a John Carpenter collection
0: the John Carpenter Scream Factory box set and p- make the artwork that really cool picture of John doing this I know you I know you've seen this picture Mhm where yep. John's open his eye like that can you imagine the Scream Factory John Carpenter collection imagine the artwork you could put on this Box it. Dude, when I had this idea come to my head, I said, dude, this would be the coolest box set ever created. The John Carpenter
1: collection. Are you kidding me? No, I I mean, yeah, that'd be fantastic. That would be fantastic, especially because John Carpenter doesn't, like, ever do sequels, so it'd be a bunch of unrelated titles, which is amazing, because, like, if you think about it, like, well, what about a Wes Craven? Well, he's got New Nightmare and Nightmare 1. That's kind of weird, and then you would have, like, four scream movies, and so that'd be weird, but John Carpenter, no. No, it'd be a bunch of different movies that are totally unrelated, and also... I'm sure it genre. would be
0: so cohesive. I mean, you could do yes. something with yes. West. you could do, but then again, arrow has the hills have eyes. Arrow has yes. last house on the left screen factory. has got shocker. Uh, they've got uh, people under the stairs, which is so fucking good. I love people. I love that uh, movie. They've got it. But dude, yeah. When I had this come to my mind, I was like, sure. We all own a bunch of these movies already, but who gives a fuck? <laughs> could you yeah. imagine the John Carpenter box set? Dude, the artwork would be so insane. You could do... In my mind, it's amazing. Get a nice picture of John doing the... eye. I love that shot of John. Yeah. Or get that picture of him in, like, that late 70s outfit from, like, during the Cinema Fantastique era when he was doing those interviews like that, Mm -hmm. you know? And just, dude, cover. You could put the They Live zombie on this corner. You could put Michael
1: above John's head, like, about to stab him. Unfortunately, Christian, that probably won't happen until he's dead. That'll probably be something like to remember him by like I I could see that, but not probably not until he's dead, unfortunately. yeah.
0: and I wonder if Scream Factory has a little bit of a little bit of self like awareness of how even though I would buy it so fast, I wonder like as a company, they would say, okay, look, we've put all these movies out on Blu-ray. We've put the majority of these movies out on Steelbook now we're putting they just announced escape from new york yep now we're putting these movies out on 4k at what point can we do we stop putting out his movies for people to buy i mean i would still buy
1: (laughs) john will uh, never tell him to stop he loves the paycheck
0: (laughs) but in my mind dude the john carpenter collection i mean i'd have to have it just as a, a token of respect to the guy who has penned I mean, dude, when I think about some of my favorite movies, he's my
1: favorite horror director, you know, like, yeah,
0: he's probably my second. George Romero is my favorite. But John, I mean, dude, the thing I love about John, I I always tried to figure out in my mind, why do I love John Carpenter movies? What is it about John that makes his movies so good? And I think I figured it out. John is never self-indulgent when he makes films. He never harps on something that he's obsessed with in the film or puts too much of something. He is so practical when make with just making a movie, not making this, not making he is so grounded and practical. Here's the idea for the movie. Let's make this good, interesting, and move at a decent fast pace and just make it good. He's never self indulgent and just gets fixated on. I love the color pink. So let me fucking shove pink through every scene of this. Or I love uh denim shirts or denim jeans. So like everybody has to wear denim jeans. And he never gets fixated on weird things that convolute his movies. He is no. so grounded and practical. I think that's what
1: it is that makes John so good. John also has this penchant for, and it's a true skill, to he can make you feel he can make a scene, make a character, make the audience feel so isolated, so alone, so helpless. I mean, think about just the setting of the thing. Think about what Laurie goes through on Halloween. Think about, I mean, this, even his newest movie, you know, from the late 2000s, The Ward, how how isolated that movie feels. It's just a common theme throughout his movies of of. He can build atmosphere. He can build tension. He can make you feel isolated. It's it's just he's a fucking master. The fact that this man hasn't directed anything in over a decade is a travesty because I know how good he is, and if he has a brilliant idea left up his sleeve, I want another John Carpenter movie before he dies because he is a brilliant director. I mean, he yeah,
0: I just he. When you, you watch interviews with him sometimes, and these guys try to get him to express his thoughts in this intellectual, artistic way. What inspired you? He hates that word. Yeah. He hates that word, inspire. What inspired you to take this film or create the sounds? I got I grabbed the keyboard, and I went bong, and I started from there, and I created a piece of music. He doesn't ever get caught up in his shit. I think that's why he just stayed... John being John Carpenter, he even when he went to the big studios, yeah, even when he went to Universal, granted, most I think, I think every studio movie he ever did tanked. The thing tanked, uh, Starman did okay. Uh, the thing tanked Starman, and then he went back to uh, more so independent, and those did good. Prince of Darkness was pretty good, they live was pretty profitable. Uh, and then he goes back to Universal, Memoirs of Invisible Man tanked in in the mouth of madness tanked village of the dam did not was not a runaway hit it was it village village of the dam that her them village all of his studio stuff tanked all becomes cult hits especially in the mouth of madness all of them become phenomenal cult hits And the thing what am i saying the thing but it's like he is a movie fans film like movie a movie fans filmmaker He just does not get caught up in anything stupid. He's the man. He is the man that has never been affected by
1: Hollywood whatsoever. He was born with a talent. This wasn't something you could teach for John. That's why he doesn't like those. Oh, you know, tell me about the inspiration behind this. Walk me through it. John's like, the fuck are you talking about, dude? I had a a six pack of Budweiser and I just fucking wrote like. I love it. He is just, it's just in his, it's in his brain, it's in his brain, dude. Like he was just born with this ability. Like he didn't, he wasn't taught and it shows. So
0: so I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but tell me that is not the coolest idea. And I can't believe Scream Factory. I already know how, I know how they could do this, Nick. I know how they could do this. Hear me out. I mean, so you like the idea though, don't you?
1: I was going to say, you don't have to convince me. I'd pre-order it day one.
0: (laughs) How about if they did this Scream Factory, do a limited run of a thousand units do a thousand units get a nice box cover that shit and the art from his movies with john in the middle put him uh, to make nick happy put john carpenter in serif gothic black the halloween font for his name for the john carpenter box that the serif gothic black font. i know you i know you're familiar with the title of that oh yeah <laughs> cover it in his movies that he's directed no halloween to nick i'm sorry It's not even
1: one of my favorite Halloween movies, so that's
0: fine. Just saying. Cover it in that. Put original artwork on everything, but you can also have custom artwork where everything's kind of the same artwork, but the spines make a picture of John again on the sides, but you can flip it and have the original artwork for everything. Then, for people that don't want to have to buy that complete set, do a thousand run again of just the box so for the people that me that own all these movies on blu-ray already i can put my movies in the box so a thousand do a thousand collector set with all the blu-rays which i quite frankly i'd probably buy that and then do a thousand of just the box set for people to buy without the the blu-rays just you could buy just the box be a smash hit i mean dude because how many, uh, the only thing is they got to do Ghost of Mars. They have to do Ghost. You know they're going to do Ghost of Mars Collector's Edition. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I like Ghost of Mars a little bit. Uh, but, like, they have to do Ghost of Mars. They did Escape from New York, too. Escape from New York got a blue. That came out on 4K. Escape from New York came out. Uh, uh, excuse me. L.A. L.A. That got a 4K just, but that came, that came out before a uh, New York. But then again, L.A. got put out, I think, just by Warner. Or Universal, I think Universal put out. uh, It wasn't Scream Factory that it it was just a big studio. Yeah, yeah. But see, that's a title right there. Like I like Escape from L.A. with, with the exception of the surfing scene that just looks really, really cheap. I actually like Escape from L.A. I like New York a lot better, dude. Adrian Barbeau has got some big boobies in Escape from New York. I mean, they (laughs) are just. Um, that was his wife for a while too. I think John married.
1: Yeah. John, yeah, John, John. Look, I mean, what, what a better, what a better way to end the episode than with this idea?
0: It's a brilliant idea, and I came up with it like on the last second.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, go to social media and let Scream Factory know and tell them that they're gonna owe Christian a residuals check. Once send me a
0: box set. Send me a yeah. box set. I'm happy.
1: Yeah. yeah, let's do it. I'm down.
0: Oh, man. All right, guys. This has been really fun. We're going to wrap it up with the physical media wants, needs, and desires. Is that what we're calling the episode?
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. Sure.
0: We'll have to come. Oh, I don't know if desire. Because we had
1: some favorites in there, too. So we we would want to highlight those. The first half were like favorites. The second half was wish list.
0: From now on, every episode, I'm going to have to bring up some kind of Halloween debate i topic with you today we talked about the producer's cut next week or next episode i'm gonna have to squeeze in uh why i think h2o is just better than what you think it is that'll, no. that'll be it so we'll go back and forth on that mm-hmm. and then why dick warlock is better than nick castle
1: oh fuck. <laughs> all
0: right all right for uh, real. this is <laughs> This has been fun guys. Thank you for listening to the You Need a Horror podcast. I I, I apologize. I, I'm sure you guys enjoyed this episode. I know that I did, but we'll be getting TCM done soon. I'm just going to have to figure out what's going on with his soon and get that all lined out, but I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh It was
1: awesome last minute, man, and it, I think it flowed great. I think it because it this is something we're passionate about. So you don't have to really plan for this. You can just say, "Hey, we're talking physical media," and it just it just goes, man. So, That's yeah. That's
0: right. All right, guys. We love you. Have a great rest of your day. You need it, we got it. This has been a production of the You Need a Horror podcast. You need it, we got it. Thank you for listening.